More than four decades and two Hall of Fames later, Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Up to date, up to the minute, and kind of get the late-breaking stories right away. The 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware, now on FM 1071. I got to tell you that on Saturday, Rebecca Vermillion from the San Antonio. Or am I on now, Jimmy? Re- Rebecca Vermillion from the San Antonio Police Department. She blew it out of the park with the national anthem at the Gunslingers game on Saturday. She was fantastic wearing her SAPD uniform and singing. Rebecca, you did a wonderful, wonderful job. And, well, we lost the game, but uh, we're in the playoffs, so we'll see how things go with the San Antonio Gunslingers. All right, so we got some rain over the weekend. That was awesome. We've been looking for some rain. It's been so hot, been so dry, and finally got some. Yesterday it was off and on. We got like four or five showers at our house. And it happened the night before, too, on Saturday night. So it's good to get some rain around here. That's it for a while, though. Uh, it looks like it's just going to turn right back into the hot and dry and hot and dry. And uh, we'll see what happens as we get closer to the weekend because there's a chance that uh, we're going to see some cooling off <laughs> by a degree or two. We didn't hit 100 yesterday. We finally broke the 100 streak. Uh, but that had a lot to do with uh, the cloud cover and the rain that was coming through the area yesterday. So thank you, Lord, for the rain. Selling access to our enemies for decades. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. We have more bank records of the Bidens that we have received. We're working on a third memorandum now. And they will show transactions from Ukraine and Russia. Isn't that sweet? That Biden's been receiving money from Ukraine and Russia. Are you, You're shocked by that, right? I mean, that's, a, that's just an astounding breaking news, Fox breaking news thing. Hey, Fox, why are you giving money to the Satanic Simple, uh, Temple, by the way? You, you want to watch a, a network that is giving money to the Satanic Temple? Anyway, uh, James Comer said, Joe Biden has been selling access to our enemies for decades, long before first son Hunter Biden was involved. Yeah, Joe is the kingpin. Joe is the gotti. Joe is the don. Joe is the daddy. Joe is the big guy. This is Joe's operation from the get-go. Hunter is the strong arm. Hunter's the guy that says, you know, I'm going to offer you can't refuse, horse head in your bed, leave the cannoli, take the gun, take the cannoli, leave the gun. That's, that is Hunter. This is Joe's operation. This is the biggest scandal that has ever hit the presidency of the United States. The VP and now the president selling policy to enrich himself and his family. Which means, one question, is Joe going to get sick soon and have to step down and step aside? I think it's a real possibility. Let's watch and see. I don't know. I'm not making any prediction, but uh, I just don't feel like running anymore. They're running this operation with three people, his re-election campaign with three people. They've spent $1.4 million. By this time in Barack Obama's re-election campaign, they have already spent $11 million. Uh, They have a borrowed office above the Amtrak train station in Washington, D.C. One person sits in that office throughout the day. This is his re-election campaign. And that's it. So either Joe is feeling really confident that he's going to beat whoever the GOP challenger is, or maybe the GOP challenger is going to end up in jail, and Joe already knows that because Merrick Garland works for Joe and does whatever the Democrats want him to do. So we don't know. We have no idea. But I could see a scenario where Joe just can't do this anymore and i need to go home i need to go to i need to go to wilmington or you know he slips and falls and i just got i can't do this whatever whatever on tuesday of last week we found out the house oversight committee released a 14-year timeline of the biden crime family influence peddling and selling out america to foreign regimes including communist china the oversight committee is likely just scratching the surface of the criminal actions by joe biden and hunter and the extended family On Wednesday, IRS whistleblower Joseph Ziegler confirmed in sworn testimony to Congress that the Biden family received $17 million in bribes from China, Romania, and other countries in exchange for policy changes in the United States. 
On Thursday, Senator Chuck Grassley released the FBI document showing Joe Biden was involved in a $10 million bribery scheme with Burisma's CEO. Then we found out that the FBI hid evidence that corroborated that Biden's took the $10 million from Ukraine. The FBI has information that confirms evidence that Biden took that $10 million from Ukraine and that the FBI covered that information up and kept it from going out. Number one, by covering up the laptop and going to Twitter and going to Facebook and all the others and saying the laptop is Russian disinformation when all along the FBI knew that it was real, that it was not Russian disinformation, that the they had received, in fact, $10 million from Ukraine and all this other money, you know, $17 million and, you know, $32 million here and there. And the FBI has been working all along to cover this up. Get rid of the FBI and start all over again, guys. Defund it, fire everybody at the FBI, and start all over again with an agency that actually works for the American people. They are corrupt. They are a political arm of the Democrat Party. They're after you, and they will get you eventually. By the way, it also came out last night, Devin Archer, the right-hand man to Hunter Biden, is going to testify this week. And apparently what he's going to say in his testimony to the House Oversight Committee is that, oh, yes, there were multiple, multiple, multiple times that we would be doing a deal, Hunter and I, with somebody. And Hunter would pick up the phone and call Joe and put Joe on the speakerphone. And Joe would, of course, you know, do his thing, whatever his thing meant. I'm I'm guessing that thing would be, of course, I'll go ahead and I'll hold the money back. If you fire the guy or don't fire the guy or whatever, I'll hold that money. You know, th- those those things that, that the big guy does, you know, sitting there with his pinky ring in the dark Italian restaurant, whatever. But apparently the right-hand man to Hunter Biden all these years is going to testify this week and tell the Congress that, yes, they were in business together and Joe was a part of that business. Remember how many times Joe said he doesn't even know what Hunter was doing? He's proud of Hunter. He's a lion sack of you-know-what. Well, a new polling out this morning showing that Trump is beating Biden in the general election and he's dominating the GOP field. That uh, DeSantis is 40 points behind him, that he's, uh, D- Donald Trump has 52%, and uh, DeSantis has 12% of this poll. Uh, Trump would beat Biden a head-to-head matchup by a margin of 45 to 40. His uh, margin over Vice President Harris is 47 to 38. And the survey revealed wide discontentment with both major party candidates. 70% of voters are hungry for another option outside of Trump and outside of Biden. 68% of Americans said that Biden is too old. 64% said he should not seek a second term. And among election issues, inflation and the economy remain an overriding concern among uh, voters. A lot of talk about the economy these days. You know, slow, slow business, slow restaurants around, high interest rates. Survey also found the mood of the country remains pessimistic. Less than 3 in 10 voters believe the country is on the right track. 63% of those polls said cocaine found in the White House should be uh, absolutely investigated more. Uh, Nancy Pelosi says the problem with all that is not that the economy is in bad shape. The problem is, well, you know, he's not telling anybody that the economy is great, that it's all messaging. Pelosi was on with Dana Bash on CNN yesterday. She said, well, it's, it's, it's messaging. You know, the economy's great. I'm so proud of this president. In the two years that we were in the majority working with him, he broke all records on the level of a Lyndon Johnson or a Franklin Roosevelt. (laughs) Oh, that's great. This president's doing a remarkable job. He is a person of such knowledge, such vision for the country, such knowledge of the issues, such strategic thinking, and such legislation. And on top of all that, a person who connects with the American people. Oh, we have that, right, Jimmy? Let's do that. Cut number two. Here's Nancy. (laughs) This president did such a remarkable job. Uh He is a person of such knowledge, (laughs) such vision for the country, such knowledge of the issues, such strategic thinking, and such a legislator. And on top of it all, a person who connects with the American people. (laughs) He just has to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's going great in America. It's just he hasn't been able to get out there and tell people how great it's going. Well, maybe if he quit falling down, people would listen to him. 210-599-5555. How was the vacation, man? Good to get away for a week and chill out or what? 
Yeah, it was nice. And you were saying you didn't go anywhere? Not really, no. Stayed in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, it was too Ch- hot. Chase the ice cream truck. I did do that. <laughs> that was day that was day one, <laughs> you know. Um, it had to happen, true. Uh-huh. I've avoided the uh, Mr. Softy ice cream truck for about six months. Wow. And uh, I figured, well, you know, I'm going to treat myself since I'm on vacation. Right. So that first Friday, <laughs> I was sitting in my living room, and I hear the chimes from down the street and uh, you know, got up and, and went outside. And uh, you know, I, I was home. My daughter was visiting. Yeah, my wife was there. And. So I got ice cream for everybody. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Right. Well, everything was fine here. We missed you last week. Uh, same old, same old. Super hot, man. It's just one yeah. of those hot summer times. Although it was good. Did you get rain yesterday? I did. Yeah? It, it surprised me. Jimmy, did you get rain yesterday? You got some, too. It was really, yeah. really good to get. It was intense for a bit. Yeah. You know, I started to hear the, you know, the, you know, first I noticed the clouds off in the distance, and then it started to get loud, and then right. it was you know, raining pretty hard, and the wind picked up, uh-huh. um, but it was over pretty quick. My, uh, I'm, I'm glad my lawn girl came yesterday morning. Yeah, she she came over and cut everything, got it all yeah. done. So yeah. when it, what? Yeah, Nancy's my lawn girl. No, she lives there. She didn't come over. <laughs> right. She lives there. She runs the joint. She does, as a yeah. matter of fact. She got everything cut before the rain hit, so it was good that you yeah. know right after it got cut that there poured rain. And there was thunder involved, too. I was sitting in the office working yesterday, and I hear boom, boom, bam, bam, bam. And I thought, wow. You know, what's going on? Did World War Three actually begin? You know, what's yeah. going on? And no, it was thunder. Because I, I didn't expect it. Didn't expect no, the rain or the thunder. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll take more of that, uh, although it, it's not in the forecast. It's going to be sunny and hot for the rest of this week, but we'll uh, we'll hold out for some rain. Be good to have. Yesterday was, uh, was a little different. The what's that? Well, the temperature, you know. I know. The temperature played like the Dallas Cowboys and peaked in the 90s. <laughs> I like that yeah. line. That's good. So, you know, it well, was remember that one. 99 degrees is all we got. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're, having a, ripped off. we're having a rain drought like the Patriots the last <laughs> four years. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. wow. That's a point for Jimmy. <laughs> we'll give him a point for Jimmy. Give yourself a point. Turn around and put it on the board. That's good. All right. Still, well, the, and he scored more than the Cowboys. He did, as a matter of fact. <laughs> we could do this all day long. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, people are dying from heat. Uh, small businesses and homeowners are struggling to pay their electricity bills. This is a thing that's happening all across the country right now. Electric companies like our own here are telling us conserve, cut your usage, conserve, cut your usage. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has responded by sending billions more to Ukraine and putting bigger demand, even bigger demand, on the power grid, the electric power grid. So let me just ask you a question at 210-599-5555. The, the $1.4 billion he sent to Ukraine last week, another $400 million is going this week. Um, would that money maybe be used better to help people here take care of their bills and pay for electricity so that the old people are not dying in their homes from not turning on their electricity or keeping it up at like 85 inside their homes, which is what they're finding. Uh, would that money be better spent to keep the trains from derailing? We had another another train derailed in Montana over the weekend. That was three last week alone would that money be better spent on that than fighting a a war that's not really our war in ukraine you see joe biden is trying to destroy life in america just understand that that is the goal he is now cracking down on another popular home appliance he is now accelerating the deployment of electric heat uh, pump water heaters. And, again, by doing the same method they're doing to gas and diesel cars and trucks to drive up the price so high that your gas water heater is going to be priced out of the market. It's just going to become illegal, and it's also going to be priced out of the market. So I'm keeping a scorecard here. we got gas stoves going away. We have clothes washers that aren't going to wash your clothes because they're going to do the same thing to clothes washers they did with toilets. You're going to be able to use a cup of water. Not going to get your clothes clean. We got new rules for refrigerators. 
We got new rules for air conditioners. All these new rules, by the way, and all these new regulations coming from the Biden administration, driving the cost of all these appliances through the roof. You're going to love this one, though. I bet you hadn't heard about this one. What happens when you don't have electricity in your home? What do you do? Most people, most people grab a portable generator, portable gas generator. You remember back during the snowfall, how many people bought those portable gas generators? Well, guess what? His new deal is going after portable gas generators. Do you have one? He's about to outlaw it. In fact, 95% of portable gas generators will be outlawed. Here's what the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission put out. That they, quote, they have preliminarily determined that there is unreasonable risk of injury and death associated with acute carbon monoxide poisoning from portable gas generators. To address this hazard, the commission proposes a rule under the Consumer Product Safety Act that limits CO uh, emissions from portable generators and requires generators to shut off when specific emission levels are reached. Given these parameters, it's predicted nearly all models currently on the market will not be in compliance. If enacted, manufacturers will have to comply within six months. You do see what he's doing, right? By putting everybody on the on the electric power grid, by getting rid of your, your gas appliances and your, your gas generator in case there's an emergency, you won't have a gas generator anymore. Going all electric while reducing the capacity of the electric grid. Right now, you can't, there's not enough electricity being generated. So it seems to me, cut uh, line one there, Jimmy, it seems to me that if they wanted to control you, if they control the power grid, then they could control you. It seems to me comply or we'll turn your AC off. Comply or we'll turn your water heater off. Comply or we'll turn your lights off. It's total control being exercised by the ones who control the electric grid. Hey, Mark, you're on. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, a couple of things, uh, Trey. Good morning. Uh, just wanted to, first of all, focus on RFK Jr. I would urge everybody, all Republicans, all Americans, actually, to support RFK Jr. in the upcoming Democrat primary in uh, and, and issue Operation Chaos as our beloved ex, uh, no longer with us, Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh, started Operation Chaos uh, and actually support RFK Jr., which is the only hope uh, for trying to subvert the uh, fascist and communist and socialist Democrats. Second thing is, I know what I'm doing. I'm planning to make a purchase from my favorite local plumber and get a natural gas generator installed in my at my in my home on my residence in order to provide power because this whole thing this whole thing is 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 abs i mean these democrats are absolute as as you know and as you talk about every day the democrat party is now the communist party uh, of of america that is correct and uh, that's it. Anyway, good morning. Good morning. And, uh, I'm, go I'm going to enjoy a nice day on the golf course. Hey, good for you, Mark. All right, shoot about a 10 on, on 18, all right? Will you do that? Appreciate it. No, no, I mean 10 on all 18 holes. If you can do that, you're miraculous. I know you can do it. Well, 18 on all of them. Try that one. Well, last week, talked a lot about the border and what was going on at the border, right? And I talked about how this has uh, turned into a bit of a civil war between the federales and what's happening with the state of Texas. And now I was confirmed as being correct. We had journalists who have joined us on the show to talk about how, yes, with our own eyes, we're seeing this happen down there where the state of Texas has the barbed wire up and, the, you, know, they got the, you know, they call it razor wire. They've got that up and they got the buoys out in the water and all that kind of stuff. And the people are in the ankle-deep water of the, the Rio Grande, but nobody's being shoved. In fact, 
the report on ABC this morning, you just heard Don play at the top of the hour, is that, oh, no, that whistleblower who said what was going on, that the that they were shoving people back in the river and not giving them water and all that kind of stuff, well, that was misinterpreted, you see. Yeah, he, he, he misinterpreted what they were saying. Right. Um, anyway, they're not shoving anybody back into water, and they're not dying any, denying anybody any kind of drink or anything like that. We have the DPS lieutenant, Chris Oliveris, on. We had Todd Bensman on. You can check into both of their statements about that. You can go to the Treyware page, ktsa.com, and you can listen to the broadcast itself from last Thursday and Friday where we talked about this. But now, over the weekend, many of you sent me all kinds of videos of exactly that going on. So you've got these people who are in the water. And they're going down and down and down because Texas is saying you can't come in here, you can't come in here. And they're going down, down, down the bank, down, 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 until they see the U.S. Border Patrol. U.S. Border Patrol is welcoming them in under orders of the Biden administration. So Sanctuary City, Los Angeles, just received a fifth busload of illegal immigrants sent from Greg Abbott. 44 from Colombia, China, Haiti, Honduras, Mexico, Peru, and Venezuela arrived in Los Angeles on Saturday. The bus originated in Brownsville. By the way, as far as China is concerned, I don't know if you've seen these other videos from these independent people that are down there, these journalists that are down there, but they're walking around with their cameras and filming this stuff and putting it up online because you're not going to see it on ABC television. They're not going to show this to you. But there are tons and tons of young Chinese military-age men who are lined up and being welcomed into this country by the Biden administration. Now, I'd hate to find out years from now that Joe's been taking bribes from China, wink, wink, nod, nod, like a billion dollars that went through Hunter's hands. And China is, is calling that chit in now by having these balloons fly overhead, and they know where all our, our nukes are, they know how our nukes per, are positioned, and so on but also by allowing a bunch of military-aged young men to come across the border just two hours that direction. On the same day that Los Angeles received those 44 from Brownsville, more than 700 came in through the Rio Grande Valley sector alone. 941 came through on Friday. So you're getting off easy, L.A., by only having 44. And they were uh, transported on a free bus with AC and food, and they had asked to go to Los Angeles. And now the Biden administration says they are going to sue Texas because of these floating buoys that are out in the water. The Department of Justice, Merrick Garland's group, you know, the corrupt AG, says we're going to sue you for unlawful uh, whatever, whatever this, whatever they're claiming. It's a humanitarian concern. It's unlawful for you to have these buoys out there. Well, our governor says you can go to hell. Um, <laughs> I'll see you in court, Mr. President. We have authority under the Texas Constitution and the U.S. Constitution to, to defend our borders, which is exactly the position we should take. We should call all of this under the 10th Amendment, everything that we do here in the state under the 10th Amendment. We control our sovereignty of the state of Texas, except that which we relinquish to Washington, D.C. Read the 10th Amendment. It's very clear. So, yeah, we're going to defend our borders, and uh, you can sue us all you want to, but it's not going to bother us. We're going to keep doing what we got to do to defend the borders of, of the state of Texas. Now, despite Joe Biden's rhetoric and all the shell games that are going on, 94% of Americans say the border is a crisis. A Gallup poll, which is a left-wing poll, a pro-Biden poll. Ask participants, do you personally consider the situation at the U.S. border with Mexico to be a crisis, a major problem, a minor problem, or not a problem for the U.S.? 94%, it's a crisis. And now... Joe Biden is increasing the numbers coming in by using the app in their home uh, country. They can now log on with an app with their very expensive iPhone and put in their order and then travel to the border. And the minute they get to the order, it's kind of like um, when I went to the game on Saturday, right? We had our tickets on the phone. You order your tickets through Ticketmaster, and your tickets are on your phone, and you show up at the door, and they scan 
the QR code or the barcode, whatever, that's on your phone to let you in. That's your ticket. Well, that's what Joe Biden is doing at the border now. People who are seeking out a better life because they're so poor in Venezuela, they're so poor in El Salvador that they have these really expensive iPhones that are what? iPhones at this point. They have those, and they're going online to the app, and they're getting their admission ticket, just like you do when you go to a sporting event, to come into the United States. And so that has allowed them to exponentially increase the numbers that are coming in, and they don't have to say that these are illegal border crossers, and they don't have to show all of those people lined up at the border anymore because they do it all by app and they just come when they want to and they show up and they're allowed to stroll on in. So the numbers are still extremely high and 94% of Americans know that that is the issue. In fact, the population of 35 states has been equaled by what Joe Biden has brought in so far. Now, um, it's not getting any better. In fact, it's going to get worse when the heat starts to abate and it starts to get uh, cooler. Expect more and more people to make their way into the United States. Elon Musk changing the name of Twitter. Says it's time to get rid of the birds. Let's go bird hunting. He said as soon we'll bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds will be gone. As of today, as early as today, you might log on and see a big X, because that's what they're going to call it. X, not Twitter anymore. X. Hmm, Very interesting. Jason Aldean, uh, controversy, if you will, from the song, uh, <laughs> Try That in a Small Town, which we played on this show, one of the first times it was played on radio was right here. In fact, um, it came out in in, uh, in May, but a lot of people were not playing that song at all. I mean, they, a lot of radio was not playing it at all until recently. And some country stations now jumped on it. CMT has pulled it. Luke Bryan pulled his video from CMT. Hank Jr. resigned the board of CMT over the weekend. Ted Nugent is back at Aldean. Aldean was on stage. Here he is. Cut one. I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all those people started happening to us. I love my country, I love my family, and I will do anything to protect that. I can tell you that. Right on. And so, I love our country. I want to see it uh, restored to what it once was before all this BS started happening to us. I agree with that. That's basically where I am in my thoughts and why, you know, what motivates me to do this every day. The crowd began the USA, USA, USA uh, chant. Good on uh, Jason Aldean and good on these others for supporting him the way they are. Uh, the cancel culture mob, that's enough, you know. And so, uh, he's not giving in to the cancel culture. And the mob who wants to cancel people, obviously Hank Jr. is not. Obviously Ted Nugent never will. Luke Bryan, uh, good for him for stepping up and saying, "I'm done with that. I'm, uh, you know, none of my videos can be played on CMT anymore." Um, that's good. Uh, showing some solidarity and pushing back against the cancel culture is a is a great move. Would you drink beer made from recycled wastewater? Epic One Water Brew is made from purified shower, laundry, and sink water. Now, it is backed by Bill Gates and his Reinvent the Toilet Challenge that they have going on. So now they've got a beer that is made from purified shower, laundry, and sink water. Okay, so before you freak out about this and say, ooh, no. I'll tell you a couple of quick things. First of all, we do that at our house. We have a recycling system for our, our wastewater. And I'll never forget when we bought that house. It was 20 years ago. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about the aerobic systems or anything. And the guy who did it had been in that business for about 50-some-odd years. And the first time we were out there meeting about it, we were talking about the, putting the bleach in there and cleaning the water. He said that water is 98% pure after it's been cleaned here. You can drink that water. And I said, well, you go first because <laughs> I have no interest in drinking the wastewater. But you know what? After all these years of thinking about it, after all these years of using that system, I've come to realize that all water is recycled, isn't it? I mean, that's the truth. All of our All of our water is recycled water. It falls from the sky, and it goes back up to the sky, and it falls again. It goes back up to the sky, and it falls again. So it's going through multiple recycling efforts. But it's also here, the drinking water is recycled and run through the aquifer, down through the limestone, into the aquifer itself. 
And yes, they do take it to the water plants, it saws and everywhere before it's sent out to you. And it's, you know, run through the same stuff that you do anywhere else. It's got chemicals such as bleach that goes into water to clear it up, clean it up. Every, basically, when you think about it, everything we consume is from recycled water. Unless you are taking the rainwater and, you know, putting it in a barrel and you're taking it right out. But even then, I mean, even then, it's recycled water because it's already been here and gone back up. So, I, you know, at first when you hear about that, no, I'm not going to drink beer made from shower, laundry, and, and sink water. But all water is recycled water. So anyway, um, COVID's still out there. People still getting COVID. People still passing COVID around. Just a friendly reminder that it's still out there and it's still affecting people. People still taking time off from work. People still getting it. People still giving it to other people. It is a fact. Senator Dick Durbin announced over the weekend he's the number two Democrat. He's behind the big guy, Chuck Schumer. He has tested positive for COVID again. It's the third time this year that Senator Dick Durbin has come down with COVID. So, just a friendly reminder that it's out there. I mean, you know, at this point, it's as ubiquitous as the flu. Uh, it's, it's, you know, everybody's been exposed to it at this point. A lot of people have been vaccinated against it. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's still out there. It's still, it's still making the rounds and Dick Durbin has had it now the third time he's got it. All right. 555 KTSA. Mona Daniel, you're on. How are you? Good morning, Dre. Hey, I used to work at a battery factory and they bought in a recycling plant to recycle the acid water and the guy was wanting us to take a drink of it. He said it was pure, and <laughs> you could drink it. And uh, I basically said the same thing: you go first. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't drink it. So, <laughs> he wouldn't do I'm, it. I'm not going to pass. He wouldn't drink it. He told us to drink it, but he never would drink it. So uh, that's funny. Uh, you know, Daniel, I I don't know. I first of all, I'm not a beer drinker, so the, you know, it's not like I'm going to buy this beer anyway. But um, I don't know. You know, all of our water's recycled, so I. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that it's oh, gonna be. True. It's gonna hurt anybody, right? All the water's recycled, so that's right. And we're we're eating foods every day that's got recycled water in it, cleaned up water. It might have been cleaned up by saws, or it might have been cleaned up by yourself. I don't know. I. It's gonna be interesting to see if they're gonna be able to sell this thing. Well, just think the tank in your toilet, the tank, the top. If you need something to drink in an emergency, that water's still clean until you flush it. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> that's a fact. Have a great day, Trey. You too, man. Go. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. 210-599-5555. In Missouri, the border of Oklahoma and Missouri, a place called Tiff City, a couple of homeowners came home, found a man inside their home. The man was barricaded in one of the rooms. The man shot at the homeowners from that room the homeowners were armed and they shot back they only wounded the guy hit him in the thighs both thighs and off to the hospital he went no charges have been filed against the two homeowners hopefully no charges are going to be filed against the homeowners because they're protecting their own property but well, that's the kind of story that you just don't hear from the mainstream media, that in fact, yes, there are people out there who are armed to defend themselves and to defend their property. And this administration and others are trying to take their ability away from them to defend themselves and their property. And we just need that reminder every once in a while. Good guys with a gun, stop the bad guys with a gun. So it was always said that our country began because some folks wanted to be totally free. They didn't want government telling them everything to do at all times, right? And there was a split in the country back then because some people still wanted the king to tell them what to do. And they were okay being taxed heavily and getting, you know, taking their marching orders from England and all those kind of things. But uh, thank God there was a band of folks who said, no, we want to live free. And in fact, the motto, live free or die, or give me liberty or death, was real to those people. Many of them paid with their lives for freedom. They took freedom so seriously 
that they were willing to be hanged, they were willing to be shot, they were willing to be quartered. Yes, they were quartered. They were willing to be all, you know, treated in all manner of ways in order to secure freedom. And I'm just curious, does that still exist today? What do you think? 210-599-5555. We have now a president whose administration announced over the weekend, and they always announce these things over the weekend because everybody's checked out and, you know, going to the lake or whatever, that they are going to accelerate deployment of electric heat pump water heaters. By the way, there's no such thing as a hot water heater. You don't heat hot water. It's a water heater. But they want to get rid of gas water heaters. Not that they want to. They want to. They're going to get rid of gas water heaters. Line one there, Jimmy. They had already announced quite some time ago that they were getting rid of gas stoves. For those of you who have gas appliances in your home, you know it's far less expensive to use gas than electricity and more reliable than electricity, particular, uh, particularly today with the grids all across America being in perilous times. Clothes washers. They are now instituting new requirements and new regulations for clothes washers, just like they did for toilets, going to use far less water, and they will not wash your clothes. You're going to have to wash your clothes two or three times. That's not me saying it. That's folks in the industry, in the washing machine industry, that are saying it. New regulations on your refrigerators are driving up the price on average $1,000 per refrigerator, most of them much higher than that. New requirements for your air conditioning units, same thing, driving the price of air conditioning units sky high. And they announced over the weekend, too, they're going to go after portable gas generators. How many of us own a portable gas generator? How many of us own several portable gas generators? you got to have something when you go to the deer lease. you got to have something when the power goes out. I didn't say if the power goes out. I said when the power goes out. It's very clear what this communist regime known as the Democrat Party is doing. They're going all electric with you while they are reducing the capacity of the electric grid. By putting more on the electric grid but not expanding the electric grid, they're absolutely going to cause brownouts and blackouts and control you by controlling your power. If they control the electricity flowing into your home, and they do, then they can make you do basically anything they want you to do by threatening to turn your power off. How would you like to be right now without AC for about the next week or so? How'd you like that? How would you like to take cold showers every day because they turn the electricity off to your water heater? How would you like to not be able to have any power at all because now your portable gas generator is going to be outlawed. They are tyrants. They are authoritarian fascists who are running our government right now, who want to control every aspect of your life. And here's the thing. I'm not real sure there are patriots out there anymore who are willing to stand up and fight this who are willing to stand up and push back against this. My friend, who you've heard on this show many times, Chip Roy, made a speech from the House floor on Friday, and he listed all of these things that are happening right now to our freedoms in America and asked, are you truly free if this is happening? Are you truly free if that is happening? And all those things that he listed are, are real, and they're happening. And you're not truly free. But are you willing to stand up and push back against the absolute uh, stealing of your freedoms in this country. Now it's your gas stove, now it's your water heater, and now it's your portable gas generator. Barbara, you're on. Good morning, Barbara. Um, I, I, everything you say is true. I'm 75, and it's shocking. I'm a harmless old lady that was out at Central Market yesterday talking about voice of freedom and child rape. And um, the older people supported me. I talked with this one young woman that was a flower girl. She got offended and reported me to the police at Central Market. This police officer 
came up to me. I remember what she looked like. She said, we don't want you talking about rape. And if you do, you can leave. I said, I'm leaving. Uh, it's this censorship and can the police censor me for talking up about child rape? Should she be terminated? And should the, the flower girl that reported me uh, for talking about child rape, should she be terminated? And I never believed this could happen in America. These are all young women, and the police were standing around. Instead of going after criminals, this policewoman went after a 75-year-old woman that was defending innocent children for being raped, and she censored me. Barbara, I'm sorry that happened to you, uh, but I have to tell you I'm not surprised at all. Thank you very much for your call. Here's the bottom line. People are dying from heat. Um, right now you have people that are struggling to pay their utility bills because of the heat. You have small businesses who are struggling to pay their electricity bills because of the heat. The electric companies, now they've got this yellow warning and they've got a red warning and all these other warnings about what you have to do because it's going to be so hot that you have to turn up your thermostat to 80, 85. By the way, Joni Ernst filed a bill last week, Senator, that said that if these organizations in D.C. want to do this to us, they have to lead the way. In other words, if they want your thermostat at 80, they have to turn theirs up to 80 lead by example it's not going to go anywhere of course because they're not going to lead by example they're going to have their gas they're going to have their ac they're going to have all the comforts of home and so will their families you see they live in a different world than the rest of us do this is much like the revolutionary times when the king of england and the people who were well connected with him they lived one particular life and everybody else lived a different life but I just don't see the uprising and the pushback. They won't leave you alone. They're going to control every aspect of your life, from the car you drive to the stove you cook on to whether or not you have a portable gas generator. They want to control every aspect of that. And if they control the electricity in your home and you're all electric and you don't have any other options, at our house, we have gas. And when the snow hit and the electricity was out at my house for three days, Nancy and I were able to cook and stay warm because we had gas in that house. And now Joe Biden wants to get rid of gas and have you completely reliant on an unreliable electric grid all across this country. More blackouts, more brownouts. And ultimate power and control because they can turn your power off in your house anytime they want to. If you are not a good boy or girl, if you're not minding them, then they'll just turn the power off. It's that simple. And how does this administration respond to people that are struggling with the heat and people who can't pay their electric bills and businesses who can't pay their electric bills? How does this administration respond? Well, last week they sent another $1.4 billion to Ukraine, and this week another $400 million to Ukraine. You see, their priorities are not you. <laughs> no, no. They don't care about you. They care about their big buddies getting their shares so it cycles back and goes right back into their 26 LLCs somewhere else. Talking about the sound of freedom, dollars continue to roll in as people continue to check it out. And I've mentioned to you several times, as you see this movie, it's not about just going to see a movie. I mean, it could be that for you, but you're faced with a decision. Am I going to do something, or was it just a you know pretty good movie, and I kind of enjoyed it, and whatever? That's, that's where we all are when we walk out of A Sound of Freedom. It's uh, kind of, I've, I've equated it to being a, a sermon from a good uh, pastor. You know, he challenges you, she, he tells you some things, gives you some information, and then you're, you're brought to a point where you have to make a decision So what you're going to do with that information. And that's what Sound of Freedom is all about. And, and that's why so many people have gone to see it, but also there have been those that, that will not go because just like they avoid church, they don't want that conviction. They don't want that challenge. And I was telling you on Friday and giving kudos to the Southwest IST Superintendent Jeanette Ball because she saw it. 
And when she was faced with that decision, she decided to do something about it. And she's joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Superintendent Ball, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here to talk about this movie. What would you think about it? It was extremely emotional for me, um, very emotional. Every day, parents entrust me with almost 15,000 students at Southwest ISD. And um, when I watch that, all I can think about is, as we're getting ready to start the, the new school year, you know, all the, the struggles that our students go through and that I have to do my part um, in, in sharing this information and sharing it with educators and also educating parents and letting as many people as I could possibly, you know, know about, um, about this movie. Because to be honest, I hadn't even heard about it. It was through my sister that said, hey, you really should go watch this movie. So there hasn't been a lot of talk about it until just you know recently um so all i can say it's an extremely emotional movie but something that is critical for all of us to be aware of uh maybe not aware of the movie at that time but were you aware of what's happening out there with kiddos i have to be really brutally honest with you and tell you you know Yes, I had heard about it, mm-hmm. but not not to the extent that my eyes are really open to it now. Um, you know, I've heard that before. So that you're, you're not unusual in that, that people had been aware that something might be going on, but they weren't really sure as to, to the extent. And when we talk about a $170 billion a year industry, if you took all the major sports uh, industries, uh, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, all of them, and put them all together, they don't come up to $170 billion a year. Plus, when you think about 350,000 children or 385,000 children right now are in slavery, in, in human slavery, that's, mm-hmm. those numbers are just astounding, unbelievable. Right. It's alarming. It's alarming to me that more isn't being done and said about this. So you decided to do something about it. Tell me what you did. I did. I um, sent out an email to staff, and I said, anybody that wants to come and join me to watch this movie, come by my office and and get a ticket. And I was worried and concerned that people weren't going to want to go. So at first I bought um, 100 tickets, and I said, you know, first come, you know, come get your ticket, and let's see who goes. I was out in less than an hour. People came by the office and, and picked up a ticket. So then we bought 59 more, um, and then um, those also went. So people wanted to to go and watch this movie, and as people were exiting the theater, I could see the emotion on their face. I could see that many of them were touched by this, and I can tell you that at Southwest ISD, I'm, I'm very lucky to work with a board that puts kids first and that we're going to do our part to make sure we train our staff to look out for this and to be ready to help our children that, that go through such difficult situations. I was going to ask you about that training. What kind of training are you planning for your staff? So right now it's going to be an online training that all our staff is going to be going through to be able to recognize signs, to be aware of this, and um, just to do our part to try to prevent things like this from happening. People don't realize in San Antonio how big of a deal it is. I try to continue, you know, being a San Antonio guy all of my life, I try to continually let this out. But we are we are sitting here on the crossroads of America, right? We've got I-10 that runs this way and 35 that runs that way. And so a lot of bad stuff can happen right here in San Antonio because they can ship drugs out as an example all over the country because san antonio has those two intersecting major highways that you can pretty well cover the country with well the same is true with humans and that's why we find these 18 wheelers that have so many humans in the back of them that's why we find so much uh stash houses we have a lot of stash houses here in town as well they get them here they stash them out and then they send them on i-10 or they send them on i-35 to the rest of the country and it happens every day it's happening right now jeanette right now as you and i speak I know, and uh, it's so it's so critical for us to educate, you know, the parents to educate kids um, to to be aware of that this is truly happening right in our back door, just like you said, it's happening in in our communities. Well, good on you. I had to give you a bunch of kudos on Friday, and I just think that this is uh, you. You were faced with the decision after seeing the movie, 
and you chose to turn it into something positive, and that is letting people know more and more about this movie and your staff in particular, and that's fantastic. And I just I thank you for that, and I thank you for your time this morning, Jeanette. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Jeanette Ball, who is the superintendent at Southwest. Now, there is a very famous actor who's involved in fighting this too. You may have heard of Ashton Kusher, Kusher before. He is the founder of THORN. It's a digital defenders of children, an organization that combats human trafficking and the conditions that enable it. Um, here he is testifying before Congress quite some time ago about this particular issue. Ashton Kusher. I've met victims that have been trafficked from Mexico, victims in New York and New Jersey and all across our country. I've been on FBI raids where I've seen things that no person should ever see. I've seen video content of a child that's the same age as mine being raped by an American man that was a sex tourist in Cambodia. And this child was so conditioned by her environment that she thought she was engaging in play. I've been on the other end of a phone call from my team asking for my help because we had received a call from the Department of Homeland Security telling us that a seven-year-old girl was being sexually abused and that content was being spread around the dark web and she had been being abused and they'd watched her for three years and they could not find the perpetrator asking us for help. We were the last line of defense. An actor and his foundation were the potential last line of defense. That's my day job, and I'm sticking to it. Ashton Kutcher, uh, the co-founder of Thorn Digital Defenders of Children. So now what are you going to do? You've been faced with the information and the truth and the reality of what's happening to these kids every day. What are you going to do? Celeste just uh, texts me, and she says doing something could be just simply having the courage to bring it up in conversation, in break rooms, family gatherings. It matters. Please express to superintendent how much we appreciate her, and we issue uh, challenges to her peers. Yes, Celeste, I uh, agree. I mean, that's the main thing is if you can just talk about this. Again, I go back. You hear me talk a lot about your circle of influence, the guy who cuts your hair, changes your oil, the people in the break room, whoever's serving you dinner, the same deal. Impress upon your circle of influence of how serious, the serious nature of this, and that it is real, and that it is going on, that could be your contribution to helping stop this. Uh, stuff that's exposed to the light, yeah, that's what we need to do. We need to expose it to the light. Have you been following the Jamie Foxx story at all? No. Okay. I no. So Jamie Foxx has been out of the the, the spotlight for several months now, right. um, and there are all kinds of conspiracy theories online about he's actually dead. He's you know he died, right. uh, whatever. Uh, you know, initially when I heard there was a health crisis, I, yeah. You know, I've been a fan of his work for a while, mm-hmm. so I you know I just kind of checked in to see what was right. going on, but then it kind of disappeared and. Oh, it did. You know, went away for a while. It completely so. went away because it, nobody, he wasn't telling anybody. Nobody was saying yeah. what was wrong with him. Right. Uh, he uh, put out a statement on Friday, mm-hmm. and he said, basically, I went to hell and back. He said, I can't even begin to tell you how far it took me, how it brought me back. Uh, he said, I went through something that I thought I would never, ever go through. I know a lot of people were waiting or wanting to hear updates. And to be honest with you, I just I didn't want you to see me like that. I want I want you to see me laughing and having a good time and partying and cracking jokes. I don't want you, I didn't want you to see me like that. My road to recovery had some potholes as well, but I'm coming back and uh, and I'm able to work. But he still didn't say what what right. it was. Yeah. So the conspiracy theories still you know fly around. I don't know if they're conspiracy theories or what you would call them at this point. But everything from he was vaxxed and something went wrong with the vax, the COVID vaccine, uh, or a stroke, even up to a stroke. He definitely, if you see the video of this, he definitely has lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he's not the same Jamie Foxx like he was for quite some time. So give him time; he'll come back. I don't, you know, it's yeah. who knows what it was. He just hasn't said. He hasn't been willing to share. Ice T is a friend of his. Yep. Ice T has said it was the Vax. I mean, he's online talking about this, and I don't know. We'll, we'll. I guess eventually we'll find out. Yeah. But he says he's coming back. He's looking forward to getting back in the movies yeah. and, and singing some songs. Well, again. you know, I get really that's all that matters. You know, if it were something that was a danger to the rest of us, then he, perhaps he would right. say something. But right. I think, you know, it was just a personal experience. I would him. hope I would hope that somebody who has something that's a danger to somebody else would say something. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> other you than know? that, you know, it's, 
as long as he's okay and as long as he's feeling fine and you know we can look forward to more movies and more of his work in the future yeah you know, it's great now you're not on hinge i'm sure i'm not on hinge jimmy are you on hinge do you know what it is okay hinge i, I i'm guessing is a is a like a, a pickup side a dating side Oh, I right. thought you said unhinged. Yeah, well, like that unhinged. too. Yeah, well, like, no, nah, I'm not unhinged. Yeah, no, no, no. Not yet, anyway. So, so yeah, you might be before the show's over. So, uh, Rebecca Formich. It goes by the name of Becca Mitchie online. Uh, says she was humbled. Uh, she got a date on Hinge. And the first date went so well. They went to Central Park. They hung out. They had great food. Da-da-da-da. Everything was wonderful. The second date, though, she said, "I, you know, I really kind of like this guy. It was an awesome time to be with him. And he started to stare into my eyes at one point. We stopped. And she thought it was kind of like an intimate moment with him looking into her eyes. And then he said, um, can I pop this? <laughs> pop, pop like a pill? No, a pimple between her eyes on her forehead. <laughs> she thought it was going to be a really romantic, intimate moment <laughs> with him looking at her eyes, but Instead, he wasn't looking at her eyes. She had a throbbing zit. <laughs> right between her right eyes on her forehead. Eyes, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's very comforting. I mean, that, that dude's comfortable enough to say, hey, do you mind if I pop that? Jimmy, that's yeah. what everybody who responded to this said. When she put it out there, everybody said, marry that man. That's marry, That's a green light for sure that that guy felt so good about you. He was not shy about saying, you mind if I take care of this for you? Yeah, so you look better, babe. <laughs> right. So this hinge thing is built on a Nobel Prize winning algorithm. What is that? I don't know, but that's how they describe themselves online. There's uh, built-in belief in helping people look for love with the Nobel Prize winning algorithm. Well, I'll tell you this. My very next headline, get this, a scary new weapon on the battlefield of love. Would you let a machine pick your partner? Because what people are doing now is they're going to AI sites. One of them is called Keeper. It's a dating website. Let me look that one up. Yeah, look up Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's like, I got to know. I got to know. And uh, and the AI is picking now your date, and people are loving it. Um, AI, let's see. Uh, here's a quote from AI. AI does all this other stuff, matchmaking. So why not? So Keeper apparently is using AI to pick your next. Yeah, thing. but they don't have a Nobel Prize winning algorithm. Well, there you go. In their description, <laughs> I can't trust them. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Well, and can a machine pick a guy who's going to pop your pimples for you? See, that's that's true love. When you're willing to pop your woman's pimples, that's 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 love. Do you, would you do that for Georgia? No. See, that's the thing. <laughs> no. Didn't hesitate. No. No, not at all. Uh huh. She's totally capable. Pop of, your if, own. Yeah. If she could, if there, if that were the case. <laughs> What? I've known her since she was 17 years old. I've never, never seen never her once did her face. Face. What, no. what would she say to you if that c circumstance were to happen and you were to say, can well, I take care of this for Yeah, what would she say? Yeah, she wouldn't say anything. Yeah. You know, I'd be you know, momentarily on the ground you know, holding <laughs> on to parts <laughs> that she punched or kicked. So but... she might be a little offended if you were to ask that question, if you were to pop the question. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? Yeah, Pop the question. I've I've had a similar incident. I was in Steamboat at the music festival and met this girl. First time, just met, hey, Jimmy, this is so-and-so. Hi, nice to meet you. She goes, oh, hold on. Came up to my nose, pulled a booger that was hanging, <laughs> and she goes, okay, there you go. And I go, well, that was different. And she goes, oh, I have kids. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where, where is she now? Yeah. Oh, no, she's still a good friend. I mean, <laughs> if, if someone's going to pick your nose for you, that's, right. you that's, know, that's, that's kind of the friend. thing. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to take a booger out of my nose, we're going to be friends for life. She was now. like, oh, darling, come here. You can't walk around with that. And just, well, boop. see, there's something to be said for that. Because, you know, people who are rude would let you walk around with a booger hanging out of your nose or a pimple on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Right? Hey, right. look, I'm, I'm looking out for you. Sure. You know what I mean? It depends on who it is, though. This was the first time I met this lady. Just shook her yeah. hand, and then she's like, oh, yeah. hold on, darling. Yeah. Don't move. Boop. Right.
What do you mean by it depends on who it is? Oh, but somebody that you know you don't care for all that much, I'd let them walk out for. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it before. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it yeah. only suits you right that you're going to walk right. around with a booger hanging out of your nose all day. I, well, I've done. You know, there was a guy I worked with years ago, and he was just he was just an ass. You know, and so he comes in and he was getting ready to go on a date. You yeah. know, and he's hogging the men's room. I don't know why he couldn't get ready at his apartment. Right. But he's getting ready and everything else, and he comes in, ah. and he says something along the lines of, there's not another man in the joint that's going to look as good as me. Ah, right. And I'm looking at what he's wearing, and I realize that his fly is wide open. Good. And did Don say anything? Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Let him go. Let it Let it fly. <laughs> let, it, let him feel the breeze. Yeah, exactly. Well, He'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> or maybe he won't. You never know. Yeah, some, some people. Well, that, that's always the question. I mean, you could be at a business lunch, and somebody has a little something dangling down here, you sure, know, right off right. their cheek after they took it. food or something. Would yeah. you mention it if you like a business lunch, you know. I don't think I'd say anything, but I'd probably, you know, motion. See, that's you know. what I do. Yeah, that's that's probably. I what grab I the napkin. Try to be a I little more discreet. Wipe my face, you know, and I keep wiping it until they get the hint, you know. Yeah. But as far as may I pop your pimple? No, I don't think I would go that <laughs> well, far. No, I'm just saying, you know, there's yeah. something to be said for that. Right. I, <laughs> you know, hey, honey, I love you enough. After two dates, I'm willing to pop your pimple. Yeah, sure. God, Why not? I never got that whole show, by the way. I've got friends and family that love that show, the Pimple Doctor Pimple Popper. They can watch I it. Can, yeah, I hate, I can't, yeah, I can't I hate watch seeing it. that I can't stuff. Stand it. Yeah, I don't even like to watch the previews. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I had I had a deal on my chest one time from football shoulder pads. You know, the yeah. doctor had to remove, and right. and that was the way that went. You know, and yeah. it was not. Oh man, I didn't even like watching him do it to me. Much less watching <laughs> somebody else get it done. That was no fun at all. Man. You didn't enjoy watching him stick a needle in your chest. No! Come on. Oh, that was actually he. I don't want to get gross on the radio, but he he would la- he lanced, lanced it with it. A, yeah, yeah, lanced it open yeah, and then right. squeezed and. <laughs> Yeah. It was like that movie Alien. Something popped out, ran across the room. (laughs) No, that was Friday night. Uh, Anyway. Okay. All right. If you're out and you see Officer Rebecca Vermeulen today, make sure you tell her to have a great day and that you heard that she is awesome when she sings the national anthem. Football game at the Gunslingers on Saturday was a ton of fun, although we lost. We're still in the playoffs, but we lost on Saturday. It was a really good football team that we were playing against. Uh, But she opened it up with her uh, rendition of the National Anthem. She sang the National Anthem. She was amazing. Um, I thought Randy Carroll was great, and he is. And I thought Ben Bailey did a great job on the guitar with the instrumental version, and he did. Uh, She was unbelievable. Uh, she sang it the way it should be sung. She didn't take all these crazy liberties with it. And she hit every note perfectly. So that's Rebecca Vermeulen, who is an officer with the San Antonio Police Department. She's a training officer, too, by the way. So, uh, Officer Vermeulen, you did great. And as far as the Gunslingers are concerned, they did great, too. Just a really good ball club that they were playing against Carolina. And uh, and that's two weeks in a row that uh, had to play those guys uh, didn't get much help from the refs either, by the way. So I, I was given a ref. In fact, <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of their quarterbacks ran out on the field and was mugging one of the gunslingers, grabbed him around the neck, threw him to the ground, you know, and all the guys started to get into it down at the end zone. Now, this is what I love about arena ball. You're right there, okay? In fact, the players, they come over and they high-five you during the plays. You're hollering like Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson is the kicker for the Gunsters. Do you know that? His name's Drew Pearson. And I'm hollering, Drew, kick it for two, man. Because on a kickoff, you can score. Right. You score two points. Kick it for two. And he's like, yeah, man, I'll get it. You know, and he did. He kicked it for two. But uh, the, 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 this fight ensued. And it wasn't a big deal. It didn't last all that long. But I was kind of wondering why they didn't throw a personal foul penalty on the quarterback from the other team for coming out and grabbing our guy and doing that. So I hollered at one of the refs, hey, come here. <laughs> well, I wanted to know. Yeah. Inquiring minds. So Did he you came, get an answer? Uh, yeah, it okay. was great. He came over, and I said, why aren't you throwing a personal foul uh, penalty? I mean, this is when you're on the field with these guys, you don't get that opportunity in the NFL. Right. You know, you're 40 miles up in the stands. Yeah. And I said, why didn't you throw the, the penalty flag on him? And he said, I didn't see anything. 
And I said, I saw it. Give me your flag. I'll throw it. <laughs> and he laughed. And I said, why are you laughing, man? Give me your flag. I'll throw it out of the middle of the field. Hand it to me. <laughs> he just turned around and walked off, you know. Right. But they come over. They're really cool, man. They come over and they high-five you. Excellent. Players from the other team. There were some Gunslinger fans that were next to us, right? And uh, before the game, during the warm-ups, he was talking to one of the guys from the other team. And that guy, you know, gave him a high five and said, I got you, man. I got you. So they scored. The other team scored first. That guy ran all from the other team, ran all the way down and handed the ball that he scored with to the guy standing next to me. Oh, cool. Said, man, I told you I got you. And he gave him a yeah. high five and turned around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really cool. It was a really yeah. cool atmosphere, really cool game, really, really great time. And she did a wonderful job. I, I'm, I'm hoping to maybe get her to record that version of the national anthem so we can play it on our show when we start the show at 5.05. So I'd like to have her doing it. She was yeah. wonderful. Great. So, a lot of, lot of first responders. It was First Responders Day, and a ton of first responders were there. Good crowd. Really good crowd. And you felt safe. <laughs> yeah. Probably the safest yeah. I've felt no in a long time. No riffraff going on there. <laughs> no, probably the safest yeah. I've felt in a long time. Uh, coming up on Warren and Ryman, we're going to talk a little bit about this lawsuit that the Department of Justice is threatening Texas with. Bring it on, baby. You want to sue the state of Texas over protecting our borders? Okay, you can have all that you want. The FBI, again, once again, inappropriately using their spy powers on U.S. citizens. And wait until I tell you how many times they have done that. An attack in a movie theater, a 63-year-old man beat up in a movie theater. I'll tell you why he was beat up in the movie theater. And once again, once again, James Comer, out over the weekend, House Oversight Committee chairman, talking about these Bidens. And what they were doing, not just once or twice, not just a couple of years, but what they were doing for decades, selling U.S. policy to the highest bidder. Making for themselves, it's been estimated up to $100 million. We'll talk about that coming up as well. Where in Ryman next, KTSA.